Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the program, The Spiritual Heart, on this beautiful Tuesday, the 6th of Ramadan, 1439, corresponding with the 22nd of May, 2018. Yesterday, we kicked off the show with the topic of the damaged heart and how one should be dealing with this. And we know there's lots of pain that goes along with this and everyone with their own situation. But instead, I've got to the expert and none other than Fadwa Buli. She's a kinesiologist and she's also um, <laughs> Fadwa saying that his surname is Kuzain. So Fadwa Kuzain and she's a kinesiologist and inspirational person and someone who will be able to shed some light with regards to this topic. Assalamualaikum to you Fadwa. Waalaikum salam with that and all the listeners. I hope that you're doing well. You're looking well. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Not as rushed and rained as yesterday. Very relaxed. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> so I know that uh, yesterday we kicked off the show and it's the second part today where we spoke about you know just touching on different types of pain that people deal with on a daily basis and as we said yesterday people dealing with loss for the very first time this Ramadan someone who has been there last Ramadan who's not there this year and um, you know you've given us some tips on that but we also know that there's various other kinds of pains that leads to your heart yes so like I said yesterday you get the physical pain the pain that you can feel and identify going to the doctor and say you know I've got a pain in my knee I've got a pain in my toe whatever the pain is in the body we've got the spiritual pain so the spiritual pains are basically of the unseen where you can't really pinpoint but you know this pain somewhere in your body somewhere in your heart and then um, this is what you need to approach with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there are different ways and means to clear that as well that's one of my specialities I do in my um, therapy room where we actually check the body for those types of spiritual pains then you've get the emotional pain the emotional pain is running that story over and over trying to redo the story in your head I should have said this I, sh- I could have said that and and you just build on the emotion you know then it goes into the emotions of um, the body then you get the mental pain the mental anguish this is normally associated with um, anxiety depression and uh, de- like I said rerunning that story but now it's again in the head the thought process I should have been a doctor I wanted to be a scientist my mother didn't want me to be or they didn't want to accept my adversity and you know I've got this beautiful book I bought in Medina on Hajj a few years ago which is um, Psychology from the as um, psychology from the Islamic perspective by Dr. Aisha Kutz, right? And uh, what was so profound uh, in the beginning of the book, where she speaks about this very anguish of people talks about when I should have, could have, would have, and they play the victim and they look back at their lives and say, if only I did this and the boss didn't want to accept me and I wanted to study this. Remember this, and this is what's beautiful in the beginning of the psychology book, where she compares the psychology to the Quran. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never wrote that for you. You know, and that to me when I read the book right in the beginning, it was clear and simple. So no matter how long you sit by psychologists and try to make sense of your life, your life is going to come down to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you. And if you can come down by just accepting what has been written and not swim upstream. So I always make this example of swimming upstream. When you're swimming upstream and not going with the flow of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're going to find the pains in your life. You're going to be in the space of non-acceptance. You're going to be in the space of anguish. You're going to be in the space of hating your life to the point of always cursing it and saying perhaps I'm so tired and this and that and expecting someone else to rescue you. 
Remember, you on this journey, and this is your journey. When you're born, you come alone into this world. When you die, you go alone into that grave. They don't wrap your um, kafang around two people and say, "Okay, we're going to save on a hole." Not. You're going to go alone in that body. I yes. mean, in that hole. So when we're playing the victim and saying someone else must rescue us, and if only and the should have, could have, we are forgetting that there is a higher purpose of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala of our life. I think that uh, that is where it comes. We we can become too attached to to the people around us. Yes. We become dependent on people and not on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And I think that's that's a lesson for everyone. Um, that deals with death. That deals with separation. That deals with you in your own space and creating a different mindset with yourself. And as we said yesterday, that. Um, creating that mindset where you're actually changing your mind mm-hmm. and the way you think, the way you believe, the way you make salah and your connection with Allah, that could change all your surroundings around you. Yes, absolutely. No, yesterday when I got home, I had a discussion with my husband and he said, maybe the words I used yesterday was wrong when I spoke about my sister Ali. He said, you can't use the words excited when you're speaking about illness. So I said, but that is the way um, I view it because... When you're looking at an illness, yes, the body's going through pain, but it's the physical pains of the body. But knowing the journey you're going ahead, I'm excited. Where the excitement comes for me is the fact that I'm looking forward to meeting my Creator one day, inshallah. That is all I long for. Really, me as a person, that's what I long for. So the excitement comes about is, oh my word, we're going to be reunited with our past, like our ancestors are, whether it's our grandparents, we're going to be reunited with them. So it makes me excited because those those are the wise ones of the earth, you know? Farwa, I think we could say the same for someone who has gone off the path of Allah. Yes. Um, coming back to Allah, it is, you know, rebuilding that structure, that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think um, most, you know, if you're a person who was maybe uh, a drug addict or used alcohol mm-hmm. um, and you've been off from this journey, you've been off, you've been so far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think coming back, having to pick up those pieces. pieces yes. It rebuilds you. It rebuilds you. It rebuilds you, but mm-hmm. now you become stronger and you are definitely in a different space of mind. I'm so glad you brought up that because I'm going to go back to the time I was on Arafah five years ago, right? And I had a most profound awakening in that moment because what happened was as I looked around me and I saw everyone sitting with the kitabs, they were standing, they were crying, they were pleading and I wasn't in that space at that time. I didn't know what I was going through at the time. I didn't know if I was too present. I don't know. But what I looked around and like uh, the, the plea that I had was, Ya Allah, everyone's been telling me the best is yet to come. Why am I not feeling you? They said I'm going to feel you on Arafah. Why am I not feeling your presence? Why am I not um, in that space? I was just, I was just in that I was in my own anguish or pain to say that I'm on Hajj, I'm not feeling Allah, and I'm seeing everybody crying. I'm thinking, why are they crying? Why am I not crying? And I was going through that mental anguish. And promise you what happened was within five or ten minutes of that time, the energy started shifting. What happened was in the in the tent, the blowers, because now it's like 50 degrees in the seat, the so-called air cons, but it's not air cons, it's blowers, it shut off. Right, and it was so hot because there was some electricity short, um, short circuit, uh, short circuit or something, and then all of a sudden, in that 
time, it felt like a cool breeze coming in through the tent. Like, you know, when you come out of the water at the beach and you're sitting and the breeze comes and you feel like that coolness on the body, it felt exactly the same. And then my body started reacting. Now I'm starting to get goose flesh. So all the hairs in my body are starting to stand on end. And I realized in that moment that I'm feeling the presence. I'm feeling Allah like I asked for. And after the dhikr and everything, all of a sudden I became so light. I became so light to the point of I could feel somehow I was cleansed. Or I just became light. It became like I became invincible. Like the fear went away. All the fears. It's like um, what happened was that's when I made the connection of an addict. That's why I said I'm glad you brought up the addict thing. Because you see, we come from a space of unconditional love. Right, so before we're born, our souls are obviously in the Barzakh, wherever our souls come from, where we were created, and we know unconditional love, that's all our souls know. So now we come to earth, we come born through a human, right, who's trying to reach the unconditional love, but is incapable perhaps because we're now on earth and we've got challenges. Mm -hmm. And then our mothers could be going through anxiety or depression or some sort of home uh, whatever problems they're going through, whatever heartache, whatever anguish, whatever pains they're going through. And we as this baby, the soul in a newborn baby, is looking for that unconditional love. So what do we do? We turn to our parents for the unconditional love. But now our parents is already at an age where those layers has been added on, the layers of the ego has been added onto the body. So it's no more in that pure state, like a newborn baby coming in with no sins. So all the nafs, everything is on the parents. So they can't even see light from day they can't see the wood from the trees because they're in their own pain and anguish and us as the soul is looking for unconditional love which we're attaching to our parents so now with abuse coming like with the parents we start to not like our parents because you don't love me a certain way but but how can a parent love us a certain way if they don't know how to love themselves in the first place Right. So I think, you know, that comes back to, to the space that you're in. Yes. Loving yourself, that's an important topic. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can only love others once you love, love yourself. yourself. Then secondly was, I refer to the drug addicts because what we do is our entire life, we search for that unconditional love. And as we're searching, now we come across the addictions. So we're finding the medications that's healing that pain of the headache or healing the heart pain. They put you on antidepressants, it's healing that area. They give you, if you find chocolates, you find food, you find alcohol, people find alcohol. You find stuff like um, different types of addictions. Some people use gambling, some people use sex. Some, there's a lot of things that we become addicted to. The internet is one of the big things now. The phones are one of the big things. It's like immediate gratification. And also pulling away from Allah. Yes. Besides that, because why are we wanting that feel-good factor, the feel-good factor of the mixed hormones of serotonin, dopamine, you want, um, you want the serotonin, dopamine, and all those good hormones like the adrenaline and all those things, right? Fadwa, just before you go any further, this is getting really interesting, but we're going to hold that thought right now, and we're going to be taking a short ad break when we come back. We'll hope to hear from some of the listeners, and we'll continue with you, Fadwa, right after this.
Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to The Spiritual Heart. I hope that you are enjoying the program thus far. Don't forget that you are part of the program and we'd like you to message us on WhatsApp or on the SMS line to give us your comments or questions for Fadwa who is in studio with us. That number again is 47913. That is the SMS line. The WhatsApp line on 072-238-0712. Now Fadwa, just before the Adbeck, you spoke to us about the beautiful experience that you had on Arafah and I think we both uh, both sitting here looking at each other <laughs> with the teary eyes, subhanAllah and um, what an inspirational story that is and it still links to loss and connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you also touched on this feeling that was something simple and uh, something that came from Allah yes, like but yet it moment. felt <laughs> yeah but yet it felt like like you were on an addiction yes. a path of, of, of addiction Okay, so the addiction story was I could associate that feeling with any drug addict out there. This is where I actually had compassion to the person with any addiction. Whether, whichever addiction they have, all of us have addictions, but the ones that goes to the point of losing their minds and self because of the addiction, it is that self-love that they're seeking, but more unconditional love of Allah, that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now when they find the substance or, or let's say people are addicted to drama, they're addicted to pain, they're addicted to a lot of things. When they find that, it reminds them of the time before they came to earth. So now they want more and want more and want more without realizing that that is the wrong, not the wrong thing, but more um, that thing is going to take them further further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know what I mean? So... I just I just had that profound moment. That's why when I deal with drug addicts in my therapy room, I help them remember the time of their first pain. We need to go back to the time of their first pain because that is what they're running away from. A drug addict is running away from a painful situation that happened to them in the past. So we need to find that so that we can give that body, that central nervous system, a better neurological option to cope with the pain instead of using that substance. Mm-hmm. Whichever addiction, basic substance, is it whether it's a substance or an actual physical addiction. So now they're running away from that because they're now in fear mode. Because why the pain is hurtful and they don't want to revisit the pain. So now it becomes a habit and from the habit it becomes a belief, a belief that I'm not good enough and I need to keep on running away from the pain. I think that is so relevant um, with it be not the same situation. Everyone's different mm. situation is very, very um, different. Everyone has their own issues and their own ways of dealing with their situations, yes. of course. So, But yesterday, as, uh, with the messages that have come through, I've kind of saved some of them because they were all around about the same topic mm-hmm. and the same question. People asking about divorce, and we spoke about loss yesterday, but we didn't get to, to go in detail with it. Um, we spoke about losing someone and taking care of someone and then losing the person yes. and then we also receive some messages with regards to separation and losing that loved one okay so separation you must remember Allah has put uh, you together with this person because it was written so everything is going to be down to what is written so now the person will say I made istikhara salah why did I still get divorced but that marriage that situation that partner had to help your soul grow. When the soul has grown to the point of it can't grow any further, Allah takes that situation off your path and He gives you a new one. Remember the more spiritual you become, the bigger your tasks become. So the more Allah conscious become, the more closer you become to Allah, He's going to send you a bigger task because He said, I test, I will test you. You say you're a believer, I'm going to test you to see you if you're a believer. So when you start really believing and trusting Allah, your tasks do become 
um, more but more complex than that. So now you're talking about the person with divorce. So I had this client in the week where she said that um, I'm, I'm getting a divorce. My husband served me the divorce papers. been coming on for a long time. How do I cope? This is my everything. This is my all. And I asked her, okay, so it's been coming on for a long time. Were you really happy in the time it's been coming on for? And she says no. So I said, now how could it still be your everything, your all, if you've been sitting in so much pain? So what this woman actually became used to was the pain. She became addicted to the pain. She became addicted to the arguing. She became addicted to those hormones I spoke about. Because every time you're going to argue, every time in a stressful situation, the same amount of hormones is going to excrete in the body for you to cope with that situation. So now we become so used to that hormones that the body starts picking up weight some people lose the weight some people pick up the weight and they become used to that amount of and next they're going to fight more and fight more because they need that they become addicted to the drama so now it becomes a drama situation so if you haven't been happy for a long time isn't it better to let go of the thing that you weren't happy about the pain is there for a reason. You're not going to have pain mm -hmm. just because oh, Allah wants to give you pain. Your pain is to tell you you're out of sync. You're not in alignment with yourself. You're not in alignment with Allah. The pain is there to guide you. The pain is pain receptors to guide you, whether it's spiritual pain, whether it's physical pain, whether it's mental anguish. It's to guide you to say you are doing something wrong. You're not on the right path here. So coming back to the pain, mm -hmm. an important part of today's topic is how to deal with this pain. So how to deal with this pain, you need to make a decision of how much pain you can still endure. If you can still run a marathon with that knee pain and say, okay, I've got another 50 kilometers left. Let's say you're doing the ultra or um, the ultra or the, uh, what do you call that, the comrades, and you're running with that pain and you say, okay, I can still run another 39 kilometers of the pain, then good and well. But if you make a decision to say enough of this now, I want to stop this. You've got the right to stop it because you're making the decision about your life. So when you say, and this is what I do with my clients, when I identify, or oh, I just listen to what they talk, and now I say, okay, it's, an, it's a need for it. So some people have that need for the pain. So because why? They get um, attention. Oh, my back is sore, my back is sore, but they don't do anything about the back. Or you get the doctor shopper, I call them the doctor shopper, <laughs> where they're constantly looking for someone to go to to complain about the situation because it makes them feel better on some level. So they're spending a lot of money by going to this chiropractor, this physiotherapist, this doctor, but the actual pain is emotional. So I make them look at the emotional pain. The first thing that I tell the client is say this out loud and the listeners can do this as well with me right now. Or you can say, I release the need to have this pain. You can say it with without. I release, I release the, the need to have, to have this pain. pain. I release the need to have this pain. Whether it's heartache, whether it's backache, whether it's the knee ache, whether your leg is sore, whether your toe is sore, whether your nose is sore. Release the need to have it. Because us as humans, we basically need things all the time. And sometimes we feel because it makes us feel needed, or wanted or get attention from it we simply need that thing right but all, all our, we mind need, tells yes, us. our mind tells our us, mind that. tells us but all we need is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so if we release that and we give ourselves permission to heal and basically say I release this need to have this and I give myself permission to be pain-free and now Allah hands over to you and you deal with this for me now speaking about handing over which mm -hmm. is actually going to be my next question Fadwa. Okay. I think, you know, when you are in this bubble and everyone has their journey once again, mm -hmm. you have your own struggles, 
everyone struggles with that particular thing, right? So when you hand things over to Allah after you've been thinking that you are in control. Yes. And that's Does that not relieve yes. you from from your worries, mm-hmm. from how the things are going to turn out? How am I going to hurt the next person? But of course, you know, just bringing that, implementing that factor into your life, yes. handing over to Allah and allowing Allah to be in control of our lives. Yes, absolutely. I watched this nice movie a few uh, months ago, actually, which was called The War Room. And uh, this movie was actually about um, obviously American actors and stuff. And it's quite a biblical movie, but I found it so profound. Where this old lady was giving this young, uh, younger lady advice where she was, her marriage was in trouble and everything was just not going great. And what this old woman, it was quite, quite profound what she said was, she said, you don't take your wars to your, um, your husband. You don't fight that battle. Don't don't have the war in your home. You take that war on your prayer mat, and you take it to Allah. And that way, it's like a, it's such a big aha moment that you know if you argue with your husband, you want to have the last say, you want to be right. But she says, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Go on your knees and pray. And you tire yourself to bring yourself to bring that person onto the same level. Yes, because what you're doing, it's two egos fighting. When you, it's two minds fighting here. But when you go into the heart space, you enter love. You're entering Allah's mercy. You're entering Allah's energy. So that is what we must remember. Get out of the even friendships. Get out of that egotistical headspace to say I'm better than you. I'm competing with you. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do things. I'm going to make more money. Get out of that space and just go from a space of. Oh, there's enough rizik for everybody. Allah's um, subhanahu wa ta'ala won't give you a cent more, cent less than what's coming your way. You don't have to be like that. Definitely. There's some messages that have come through and we're listening to what the listeners have to say, Fadwa. Mm-hmm. And there's a message that comes through that says the topic is excellent and uh, it's very well chosen, alhamdulillah. Then we've got another one here, Fadwa. Shukran for sharing your journey and for inspiring me and many others. May Allah grant us all full understanding. Amen. Then we've got uh, another message here that says there are many factors that cause dua to increase iman. Firstly, it is a reminder of the power of Allah and the fact that we have absolutely no control over our own destiny. It shows us how much we are in need of Allah for everything and this in turn increases our iman. It improves, it also proves that when when we do make dua with sincerity, believe that Allah hears us and answers us and this deepens our understanding of the perfection of His name and attributes. These two factors, knowing one's need of Allah in every matter and knowing Allah's perfect nature are the essence of iman and servitude to Allah. Beautifully said there, I must, I must say, and um, it's so relevant to our lives. It's, it's, if we look at things differently, you know, it, it creates a different atmosphere, mm-hmm. it creates positivity, takes away the negativity. Yes, absolutely. So we, we need to constantly remind ourselves, and the more we're going to increase our iman, like I said, the you're going to release those pains because there's someone else taking the steering wheel from you. Definitely. When I speak about swimming upstream, your life is going a certain way, right? And if you just go with Allah's flow, you're going to be just in that river flow and you're going to flow with that water. And everything is going to... But once you turn around and say, but I want to be on that rock. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to swim back to that rock. Remember, there's, there's water coming, there's a stream going. So by you trying to swim back to a place where you want you to with the swim. force and... Yes, if you can swim. Once with the force and the current, it's going to tire you out. So what do people do? If only I did this, if only I want to go back, I want to go back to that space. You've already lived that. You can't go back there. 
You can maybe change your perception about it, but you can't go back there. You can't relive it. The past is the past. You know what I mean? And if you just go with that flow and allow Allah to take over your life, take this feeling and say, Yalla, here is the steering wheel. Take it over, take over my life. And you'll feel that stress and that pain that you're going through will start easing. Another message here says, I lost my husband seven months ago and there are times that I miss him so much. Yet when I go to his cupboard, it feels for me that that it's not him that's buried there. Mm-hmm. I ask Allah to make my heart strong. We were married for 41 years, oh, alhamdulillah. Sure. Okay. I have a mentally handicapped daughter, with, which Allah has granted me, and she's there to comfort me. Alhamdulillah. So you see, when you're sitting by the cover, you're saying that it feels like it's not him there. Remember, his soul is not in that grave. Who you're married to was, yes, a human body, but you were more connecting with his soul. So his soul won't be in the cupboard, it's just his body, his human body. Whereas you can connect with him just by sitting in a space of complete being present. And then you can still speak to him, you know. Another message here just before we take those ad breaks there. Uh, 6551 says, Assalamu alaikum, a nice program. I really want to connect with Allah in, his, in this month of Ramadan but can't feel Allah and I really need Allah in my life. And I used to suffer from depression but uh, through my salah I asked him to take it away from me and alhamdulillah but life is so hard sometimes. Give me advice on how to connect with Allah. Now just before we answer that Fadwa, we'll be taking a short ad break. Mm-hmm. When we come back we'll continue and we'll answer this question inshallah back to the spiritual heart and um, with myself with our Peterson as time is quickly running out and we're trying to get as much uh, information squashed into this program and I hope that if you're at home that you are thoroughly enjoying this program Alhamdulillah. From the messages that we are getting in the first one here says um, Assalamu alaikum a nice program. I think we've, we've done this message just before the ad mm-hmm. break Fadwa. Um, this person struggles with his connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and um, he's suffering from depression so when they make salah, they're not feeling that connection with Allah. So if you can maybe just give us some advice on that, inshallah. This all comes down to intention. If your intention is to build up the connection with Allah subhanahu wa you need to make that intention. And Allah hears what, what you're asking for. And you will see that um, it starts getting easier, you know. And what I do is when I want that connection, I picture myself standing in front of the Kaaba. It makes itself, it makes it so much easier. Or I actually picture myself like um, in the space of Miraj we can only imagine. But I picture how I'm going up like um, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam experienced the Miraj. I picture that like I'm standing in front of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So that will also bring you to a point of presentness in your Salah and it also will hopefully increase that connection inshallah. And, uh, and also, sorry, <laughs> okay. before we go on, I'm just um, thinking something now. Remember, if your heart is also full of anguish and resentment and all those things, that means there's so much happening inside there that it's, you need to start cleansing that. You need to start forgiving. There's a perfect oponopono, which... Um, a friend told me so long ago about where you actually put your hand on your heart and you say, I thank you. 
you think of the person whoever you're feeling resentful towards or angry or the pain whatever pain even you can do it pain on your your limbs i thank you please forgive me i love you um so it's basically i'm sorry sorry please forgive me i love you thank you so if you can just repeat that over and over you're going to feel that anguish is going to start also um phasing out of the body and i think forgiving yourself yes forgiving yourself for whatever it is that is holding you back absolutely. from becoming a better person absolutely there's another question relating to you know what we're speaking about it says that um assalamu alaikum my friend and her husband got a talaq a few days ago mm-hmm. and he had an affair and got married to this young lady she embraced islam when she got married to him 21 years ago she's very torn and broken her iman is at a low at the moment they have five kids how can she get her iman back and heal from this heartache okay so that's what i spoke about yesterday allah is going to use the one you love the most to break your heart so that you can turn back to him um sometimes we put so much emphasis on our partners and our children and uh, situations where you, you need to have that love and space for allah first right so yes unfortunately your husband has taken um or this person's husband has taken someone else but now is the time for you to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him to make things easier for you with your five children inshallah and when Allah starts placing that um like you know the nur in your heart again it starts really it does start getting easier i mean i haven't been through a situation where so i can't really give advice to say this is what i did in that situation but i but i've also experienced pain for loss of a friend or loss of friends where they stab you in your back where they where they move on and um they give you no explanation or they do certain things and you're trying to figure out what happened to the friendships and what hap- what helps me is turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that tajud and say Allah is the spine crying my eyes out because you must remember this three of the most healing properties on this earth which all relates to salt it is tears it is sea water and then it is sweat so when you turn in like let's say you're running you're sweating you're healing the body you're detoxing the body when you're crying you're crying and you're clean cleansing your spiritual heart you're cleansing your heart and when you're going to the sea water that sea water will wash away those energies as well so this is a time to turn to Allah cry and remember the good of the situation but to also remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there for you and is going to make that easier and if your husband has been taken away you pray for a better one inshallah that is going to be much better than your previous husband and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala listened and 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 give you that partner I've had so many clients and even friends they went through marriages with husbands cheated today they are married to so a partner much much better and then they are in a much happier state and these people actually glow and they say you know the best thing happened to me when my husband did that but at the time in the anguish at the time in the pain you won't feel it or see it but afterwards you'll actually realize that this was written for you and remember Allah's going to do something for you to put you in a much better and higher space than you were before and always keep that in mind so i think the bottom line is believing and trusting in what Allah is promising us absolutely 
And also we're not living for this dunya We're living for the akhirah So our tessah is happening now And if that pain is turning you away from Allah That means it's your punishment If it's turning you towards Allah That means it becomes your blessing Because you must remember I get a lot of clients that, um, How do I prevent this And how do I do this and that And I said nothing can harm you If it's not by the will of Allah Whether it's spiritual Whether it's uh, physical pain Whether it's uh, finance trying to, How can I stop somebody from blocking my finances and people are putting blocks on me and all these things I say everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Every single thing So nothing can block Nobody can block you And also nothing can harm you If it's not by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Okay, another question here says Asalaamu Alaikum, how can I get to work on remembering things um, It's like I can't remember what happened in my childhood mm-hmm. Or what happened in my past Jazakallah Hayran for a beautiful program And I found that I can't, I can't have, I can't like memories Even in Du'as, I think, I think this person is trying to say that They can't You're struggling, ha- with, struggling the memories. with memories So you need to start clearing out the mind Like you know when your phone starts getting full with information What happens, the phone starts slowing down Mm-hmm. Correct. So now she needs to really start decluttering. Firstly, her home, her body. Normally, with all that memory, is too much sugar in the body and too much wrong foods in the body, then you can't access. So, in the case of um, the brain story, not remembering, I definitely recommend um, for that is the healthier oils. So okay. I'm talking about the omegas and those things And it's going to increase the memory of the brain Okay, so of course you're going to be sharing your details a bit later Just before uh, we've only got like two minutes left Before we conclude with the show But just before we conclude You are going to be sharing your details So whoever yes. wants to make contact with Fadwa You are more than welcome to do so Another one here says um, This person is asking Please repeat um, the phrase you used earlier on Need to release uh, I think it's I release the, I release need, the need to have this pain Yes so that one you can use for anything. You can use this for anything, whether it's addiction, whether it's pain, whether it's um, a need for anything. I release the need for and I give myself permission to. So if you're going to g- release the need for the pain, you say I give myself permission to be pain free. I give myself permission to heal. I give myself permission to live a normal life. And in cases where people like the one lady that uh, sent the message in about um, the, the husband, if you just say I release the need to let this person go and I give myself permission to be happy, it's going to be easier. And this is when you repeat it over and over. I release the need to let this ex, um, you know, that guy go and I give myself permission to meet someone new. Another one, just before we go, it says I'm hurt and, and I'm full of hate and my son was on drugs mentally and physically. Um, I think he, yeah. Um, now he's trying to stop, but I can't stand him. I'm confused and he abused me as well. I think that question we will leave yes, for, for next, next week, inshallah. We are running fast out of time. So just in conclusion, some last uh, details um, with regards to how people can make contact with you, Fadwa. Okay. For uh, my contact numbers, oh, wait, two seven. I repeat 0827443232 If I do not answer my call That means I'm in consultation But you're welcome to send WhatsApp And I will um, attend at my earliest convenience Another message here says Shukran for all your hard work The staff at the Voice of the Cape Ramadan Karim to all And this comes from I don't know who GS Sal is But uh, last number is 1673 Shukran so much to our listeners For being a part of the show and making 
making it possible to communicate with you guys and answer your questions. We will be back on Monday as well as Tuesday, inshallah. That is how the program will run throughout the month of Ramadan. Remember that, um, you know, if you do have any comments, you can interact with us as well within the space of the, the time frame of 12 to 1 Monday and Tuesdays. And if you have any further details, please make contact with our office if you've missed any of the details. And uh, to get hold of Fadwa, she shared her contact details, but I think that we'll also just leave that in the reception area as well. Shukran so much to you, the listener, as well as to you, Fadwa. Anything uh-huh. just uh, in conclusion, one, I think, like 30 seconds. Four. Just your last words. <laughs> last words is use this month wisely. Go into this attitude of gratitude at all times. Don't waste time. We've got um, a few days left, actually. You'll see how quick this few days go. And now's the time to really reconnect. Declutter the mind, declutter the body, and also declutter the home. Shukran so much to you, Fadwa. It's been an absolute pleasure. Shukran to Auntie Abida Dixon Muhammad, who made things possible on the technical side. And uh, from myself, Fudar Peterson, as well as Fadwa Kuzain, we bid you Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.